How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome to the show. Great guests in-house from JFL 42. Deanne Smith uh, started comedy in Montreal, performed all over the world, including the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Iceland Festival, and of course, JFL Montreal, and then Chicago as well. Um, she's also been on Last Comic Standing, NBC, very accomplished comic. We're so lucky to have her, and she's going to be part of Andy Kindler's alternative show at JFL. And we also have Andy Kindler here, and he's known as the troublemaker. He's known for a state of the industry address at JFL Montreal each year. So much fun watching that. He's known uh, for scathing attacks on the world of entertainment. He just basically calls everyone out. He wrote the book Hacks Handbook for National Lampoon. You know him from IFC's Marin, Fox's hit animation Bob's Burgers. So much fun. And of course, Tosh.0. Uh, and that's Andy Kindler. I interview him when I go to JFL these past couple of years. Very lucky. I was actually looking back at the interview uh, with this uh, mister, um, and I was I had taken an Ativan beforehand. I have no <laughs> idea why I did that. I think I was so fried, and I thought, wow, I just need to chill out. And, and then you could tell, and he's such a gracious individual. We'll hear from him. On the phone from L.A. is Mr. Andy Kindler. Hey, thank you. This is the first time I didn't break in during my introduction. I'm starting to, to learn to be uh, respectful, yes. quiet, <laughs> and demure. You're awesome. And you're uh, known as a troublemaker in comedy circles a little bit. You do your That's right. I was well, ahead of the curve. In 2012, I did my impression of Jimmy Fallon interviewing Stalin. <laughs> Stalin, you've killed 30 million people. That's, that's crazy. Do you want to play charades? <laughs> and now it came true oh. as Jimmy Fallon bowed down at the knees of a dictator or whatever, whatever you call Donald Trump. Oh, my God. Well, listen, along in, on the panel today is Deanne Smith. And I know you guys know each other. Hello, Deanne. Oh, hi. That was me just going, oh. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> Deanne is an accomplished comedian, uh, was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. She's in town for uh, JFL. 42, along with Mr. Kindler, your JFLers yeah. together, and you also competed on the CBC Debaters. It was rigged. You know, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Because, uh, oh, letting the Amer- finally, American can't get ahead ever since NAFTA. <laughs> isn't isn't uh, Deanne an interesting story? Because she's actually an American who came to Canada, to Montreal, to start in comedy, which almost happens never. I know. It's like That's I took right. that self-deprecating comedian thing <laughs> too far. <laughs> you have dual citizenship, right, Deanne? Kind of. I'm a resident here, oh. so I'm, I legally live here. But I don't have a Canadian passport yet, but I want one. Oh, let's yeah. not bring up anything that could be touchy. Panama paper. <laughs> where people have multiple. They're very nice. That's cool. So um, you're in town. So, Andy, of course, the last time I saw you uh, was at JFL in Montreal. You did your usual state of the uh, uh, state of the industry, state of the union Correct. address. Um, you uh, effectively, um, you know, piss off a majority of the people in the industry. <laughs> That's your That's job. True. What's your favorite part of that? I know you just do. You just want to be compelling? Do you just want to get under people's skin? Or what I like best about it is the the way it blocks me from you know work. Burning, burning the bridges. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, these people I'm making fun of, they have such 
thick skin. They love it. They mm-hmm. love to be made fun of. I'm being sarcastic. They really hate it at all. I, Louis C.K. has not talked to me Still. since I made fun of him. That's interesting because I think it's a double standard for comics, right? It's like what you could dish it out, but you can't take it. Or is this too personal because you get behind the scenes? It's not like a roast, let's say. It's not. Well, that's the thing. I, I used to love when Letterman would say something mean. And then, he would, and then if people didn't react, he'd go, oh, I'm sorry, I thought this was a roast. <laughs> so I have realized over the years that if I actually make the speech more roast-like, it does maybe take the sting out. You know, it makes it a little bit more fun. But then it's just sometimes I'm just angry. And, and then also uh, I'm envious and jealous. But you still... Bitter. They, <laughs> yes. Well, wow, that's shocking for any comedian, really. That <laughs> never happens. Deanne's not bitter. Deanne, no, I she's not. is bitter. Well, she's young and she's a, a, a wealthy beyond beyond her wealth. <laughs> I have no reason to be bitter. I have everything that I've ever wanted. But I, I will say that as a younger comedian uh, watching Andy do the state of the industry, I loved it always. And I feel like, at least for, for some of us in the industry, it just reminds you of what's actually important and gives you a bit of perspective. It's like, yeah, this whole like entertainment industry stuff mm-hmm. is kind of bullshit. And I've, I just love watching Andy's State of the Industry. It, well, it grounds everybody because you call everybody out. And we know like s- several parts of Hollywood or comedy in general and the entertainment business is fake, right? And it's, you know. Well, you know, what's interesting is, well, I always say, I always say never preface something with, you know what's interesting? Because then you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got a whole area story. No, I think stand-up comics in general are a little bit more down to earth. But then you do have that whole, I mean, to me, the Jimmy Fallon, if I couldn't have, if I wanted to have predicted uh, the worst way the business could have gone, it would have been Jimmy Fallon. This would, this would have been the oh my gosh. of when I started the speech 20 years ago, where he's literally, I was an early adopter of, of noticing how he was fake laughing. But now, <laughs> when he's, you know, he's fake laughing at Trump. Ugh. It's bad. It's hard to get over that. You're so funny. At the state of the industry, you talked about <laughs> you compared Hitler to Bill Maher, Dane Cook, and Trump. Who oh, does yeah, that? What's that? Who does that? You. Uh, well, you know, all I said, you know, I said that Dane. Uh, I said that uh, Donald Trump was like Hitler, except at least Hitler was a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get backlash from this? Because whenever you, everybody uses the H word, it's like we can't we can't use it as comedians. Well, I didn't realize that Hitler's family is touchy. They've been. <laughs> Are they going to take uh, you against the Human Rights Tribunal in Canada because you said something against? Oh them? yeah, and it was in Quebec too. Watch <laughs> Ooh, out. Yeah. you know about that, right, Andy? I do know about that, but that wasn't the Hitler related. Thing, no, right? no, it was no, no, no. No, no, that was. I'm just making it. I don't know. I do. I don't not. That can't be right. Come on, Deanne. I don't not. Uh, I did hear about that. Uh, I've never been taken to court, but I'm sure it'll happen. And we'll be back with more Deanne Smith and Andy Kindler on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Inside Jokes. I'm Jeremy Hotz. It's not my show. It's Cruiser's show, and it's on Talk Radio AM 640, which you know because you're listening. Great guests in-house from JFL 42, Deanne Smith, and we also have Andy Kindler here. So when you and Deanne were on CBC Debaters, what were you guys saying further? What were you saying about each other? We were, well, I try to, (laughs) it's hard because 
I can insult the Anne, but it doesn't come across right. It just uh... that was the she's thing. hard to insult though because she's so nice. Well, I did. I think I did some. Try to do some standard. Uh, <laughs> we were Bacon. we were officially debating pens versus pencils. Yeah, it was totally a debate. Neither one of us could. We couldn't care less about. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then Andy went personal. I do remember that during the bare knuckle round, you just started yelling, "You're gay! You're gay!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I am proud of that. Proud I, of I that. loved it. That's fair game. Like really. <laughs> No. Yeah, why not? No. Why not just go there? Yeah, I know, I know. That's Don't. the funny part. But at least he's open about saying, like, I didn't even know why I did that, right? It was great. I, I was just looking at some of the horrified faces of that Winnipeg audience. <laughs> I was like, why is he doing this? Who yeah. else was on it when you guys were on it? Uh, oh. What was that like? remember they always have great lineups i mean you know mm-hmm. steve lara ray was on it yeah lara ray. i think lara was arguing uh can a human being change or is it possible for someone to change and that was hilarious wow. that's yeah. cool mm-hmm. there's so much more meat to that though than like bix versus pencils like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. are you supposed to do you with guys that? got the tough one yeah no but you know i think they uh uh, I think that the, they do an amazing job of the debaters of making, whether it's a trivial topic or an important topic, it seems to work. I'm not on the payroll of the, of the debaters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying this from, it's from my heart. Uh, back in the 90s, you wrote uh, a book, The Hacks Handbook, a ha- Hacks Handbook for National Lampoon, The How-To Guide Satirized and Exposed Tired Comedy Formulas. What's a number right. one tired comedy formula? Well... See now it's harder now mm-hmm. uh, because there aren't. As, you see the, the the thing that's hard for me right now is that comedy has never been better. Like this, but you know, like when I started, you couldn't say you were gay. You there were so many restrictions, and there were so many more hacks. So there is less hacks now. Although I do notice that, uh, like there was a time period not that long ago where where, where a lot of comics still thought making fun of the homeless was yeah. hilarious, which I've never. Uh, uh, and still making like people still make uh, Governor Christie's heavy jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I'm still uh, there's still there's still some areas that and uh, there's still people who use the word uh, retard for some reason, mm-hmm. which I don't quite understand. And is that generational? I, it never would occur to me to use it. Yeah, that's it. I I would venture to say that's generational. And it's funny, a lot of comics on here, uh, we all concur that some areas just don't go with, which is the homeless and Mm -hmm. the R word, like you said. And what else? Deanne, what would you say is taboo? Do you think gay? You called it the R word, the fact that I use the word in my now... uh, (laughs) But I'm a radio host. No, you're an American talking on Canadian radio and I'm a Canadian talking on Canadian radio. That's why I don't want to say (laughs) Well, it's, I think, with the R word too, like... The R word? I've also never heard this. I like it though. It's respectful. it's, It's one of those words that like, it was just tossed around so casually, like an adjective. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like, that's R. Like that's, the N-word. And and like gay, too. It's like people would just be like, oh, that's gay. You know what I mean? So it's just now finally people are just like, no, 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 you can't. That's not a description. Well, I think, and I'm, I may be wrong about this, and Deanne's smarter than me, so she would know. <laughs> it was a time period when the R-word was actually the word that was used to describe. Yeah. Uh, and so and a, a comic friend of mine, I can't remember his name, but he explained to me why these words... Stop having. Why we have to stop using them? Because then the reason is very simple. It's like you take a word and then people start using that word to describe like when you spilled milk or right. any negative activity. Yeah. So now you can see. So I'm actually surprised sometimes when when comics or anybody find it hard or they don't want to let go of words. I think they're afraid they'll lose their 
Yes. Thick. It's funny because I just had a gig last week and uh, I told all the comics working for me that night, uh, keep it clean. Uh, Dean, you were, you were there. And I said, the Brogue? Yeah. yeah. And, and I just said, let's, you know, looking at the demographic in here, it's a lot of 60 plus. Let's just not alienate the regulars. And one comic said, well, I don't know if I could do it without swearing. And I said, yeah, like I get the punctuation part. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you feel about that, you guys? Deanne, what do you think? About swearing? Yeah, like is it important? Can you drop it out? Like d- does it? Yeah, I think you can absolutely drop it out. I get surprised sometimes listening back to myself how often I do swear. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like even I'm surprised by that. Look at me. I don't look like someone who's going <laughs> to no, you're not a swearer drop a couple F-bombs, but yes. I do sometimes. But it's, it's not necessary. If it is necessary, if you need that in there to punctuate the joke, then I think it's not a well-written joke. There you go. Andy, yeah. what do you feel about that? I believe, like, like I don't, you know, I've, sometimes I've noticed, I am almost never use the word on, on uh, the word. I don't know why I can, I think there's only one swear word. <laughs> uh, but I don't usually. Uh, and to me, I notice that some comics use it like, if, it's like if you said the word butter, every other word. It starts mm. to lose its effect. I notice if I've been upset sometimes on stage about a topic, I may use it more. So, I, I, but I do kind of, not pride myself, but kind of, I guess I don't use it on stage much. Mm-hmm. I am a saint. <laughs> and I think it's adaptability too, right? I mean, as a comic, you have to be able to switch gears and, you know, you're sometimes you're going to be working clean. Sometimes you're going to be on TV. Sometimes you're going to be, sure, doing a bar show, whatever well, it that's is. Absolutely. Like, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, when, when Lenny Bruce was doing it and Richard Pryor, they, it was really revolutionary. Yeah. So, uh, so like, sometimes, like, you know... I think actually you can say it on cable and everything now. It's crazy these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's retarded. That's my new catchphrase. That's my new catchphrase. You see, when you say it like that, that makes it a whole, it's a comment on. Yeah. And she made it look charming. It's going to be on a t-shirt very soon. I was, well, I was, I was obsessed with, with the thing is, the thing that uh, cracked me up about the whole Jerry Seinfeld thing, like he starts saying about how, uh, and this is the whole thing in the in the states. I don't know if you can say the states. And it sounds like an idiot. But uh, also, uh, uh, I didn't realize that words like idiot and uh, moron, all those words, I find it hard to say now because the same comic friend who told me about the R word explained to me that a lot of those words come from a psychological. Well, the words that they first used in the turn of the century to describe people of different intelligence levels. But we don't want to get into this because I think I've put asleep we, the entire the nation. We could get so <laughs> deep into this. I perform for a lot of sensitized college students and even the uh, word crazy is problematic. No. Well, because it kind of stigmatizes mental health, health issues. And when you really think about it, sometimes when you use the word crazy, it's like a lazy way to just be nonspecific. Well, I think you're right about that. But the thing when Jerry started talking about it, he was, the thing that got me upset was he wasn't even playing colleges. And he was upset because he did this thing oh. about how you operate your phone like a gay French king. And so, like, the, and he didn't even get booed for it. It's just like Jerry, for two seconds, Jerry didn't kill. And then he's predicting it's the end of comedy. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's interesting. Thanks for uh, sharing that because I don't know if anybody knows that full story. We always hear how Seinfeld doesn't want to do college gigs, but we didn't really hear what was behind that. And he never did. This is the, the, the hypocrisy of it. He never did college gigs. And Seinfeld, who is hilarious, and I love the show Seinfeld, and it actually saves my sanity sometimes when I've watched too much uh, Trump. But he has never, when he talks, like when he gives his opinion, he's always been kind of like, it doesn't make any sense. He used to say the crowd was always right. Like if a joke didn't work, it was your fault. Now he's gone the other way. Really? You know, the gay French king doesn't work. 
I can't <laughs> play clubs anymore, you know? <laughs> well, he can, though. He could say whatever he wants right now. He lives in an, in an ivory tower, literally lives right? in a tower. Yeah. And we're going to hear more about Jerry Seinfeld after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Just back to what Deanne said, because I'm mortified how college uh, <laughs> audiences can't handle the coddled collegers who can't handle the word crazy. It would be great for somebody to do a bit... Um, and perform it for them like a politically correct and instead of referring to crazy and just making jokes of making it really polite words i don't know what i'm getting at well here, and but. it's funny how much it's changed because i remember like this was like 2002 or something but i when i was in college in ottawa for some reason screech was there doing stand-up dustin diamond <laughs> oh, no. and the stuff oh that gosh. was coming out of his mouth like i was just like oh my god how's it because it's the middle of the afternoon at like the campus pub yeah, and if he was Screech doing this stuff bad, now, Screech is that booking that you should. You know, <laughs> they think it's going to be Saved by the Bell. Is that the show he was on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why do I know that? <laughs> yeah. uh, That's your childhood. I was yes. forty when it came out. Right. <laughs> why do you know that? You're Corey Feldman. You're a big Corey Feldman fan, aren't you? Who is it? Oh, he's had a Who rough week. Too. A lot of those guys host the evening at the Improv. I remember, and were nutty. Is Corey Feldman alive? He's he he had a. a he did a, an awkward song performance on the Today Show the other morning and, and took a brow beating on Twitter. So Even he's had a rough week. Than Matt Lauer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to ask you guys? So um, both as indigenous Americans, but very much know the Canadian climate of, of comedy. So what's going on now is uh, a comic, Sandra Bettolini, awesome comic. Uh, you know her, Deanne. You just yeah, performed with her. her. She's amazing. She wrote a, an open letter to uh, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, saying, hey, how about some reciprocity? Because when Canadian comics go to the States, we got to fill out all these all this paperwork, $10,000 in lawyer fees just to work there. American comics come here, no problem. Justin, talk to your people over there and make it happen. Secondly, she also said, you know, um, we trashed Harper on stage, got him voted out, and actually effectively comics really swayed public opinion in our last election. Trudeau gets voted in. He provides all this funding to the arts. And when you look at the Art Council of Canada, um, there's like interpretive dance Oof. and, you know, these compelling art <laughs> categories and nothing for comedians to even apply for all this funding that they helped get him voted in for. So now we're kind yeah. of, the show is behind it and we're trying to get behind it and we're going to have an MP on here yeah. in a couple of weeks. That's a liberal uh, politician, Andy. And, uh, <laughs> With the powdered wigs and all that. Yes. Yeah. So Andy, what do you think about all that from your perspective? Well, I was actually doing a bit about how it was unfair. You know, like when Canadians would come down, they have to say, you know, why, you know, tell me why you are so special of the United States. You know, so like, yeah, come on. We we only let people like Piers Morgan in here. You know, we've got very Piers high standards. It's so ludicrous. We let, I mean, Piers Morgan should be arrested for the things, for how horrible a human being he is. Yes. And we let him in here. for. He should have been, why did he get in here from... Uh, the Brits from get England? in no problem. The Canadians it's have so a little ridiculous. bit of hard time. Yeah. Is it from NAFTA? Yeah. Well, you know what's I funny? I don't understand it. It's, it sounds crazy to me. Uh, Deanne, what do you think about it? 
Because oh, you've worked First here. of all, I'm deeply offended by Andy saying that it sounds crazy. So crazy like a fox. Overwhelmingly like a fox. bureaucratic or <laughs> something much more specific. Um, I just mean it's a little bit woo. <laughs> it's retarded. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Good for you. Uh, so you did your. I took it, I took it, I took it over the top. <laughs> I'm sorry, Deanne. I interrupted you, which I always. I think do. I interrupted myself. I don't even know what the question is. We're going to make you guys debate pens and pencils if you guys don't behave any second <laughs> it's now. It's not fair. It's not fair. We should be able to go back and forth between Canada and and. See, this is a weird thing too. Like I'm a, a, a progressive. I love Obama. Although if you love Obama, then some progressives in the United States they can't stand you because you know drones and this and that. And this. So I'm actually for the TPP if it was actual. I want there to be free trade, but it didn't. It doesn't look like I don't know how Canada got such the short end of that deal. It really is ludicrous. Well, it ended up being American heavy for sure. They actually benefited the most. Um, but there is 10 times the population, you could argue. I don't know. But yeah, Canada in many ways. But You're I think. Right. Stay away from No, stay out see, of it's our that. It's, it's the, <laughs> Canadian the Canadian self deprecating. Yeah. It's demeanor. okay. You go ahead. Yeah. You're like, well, we did get shafted, but it's fine. You yeah, guys fine. deserve it. Yeah, you deserve yeah. it more than us. That's, you're exactly right. I was just going to say that. That's so typical. Let's be polite about that. We're going to talk after the break more with the uh, famous Andy Kindler and famous <laughs> Deanne Smith, who just performed there in town for JFL 42. We're going to hear more from them after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, everything to do with comedy. Thanks to our sponsors, Hakeem Optical, helping us see comedy better. I don't know. They sure are. <laughs> Deanne's got glasses. I've got glasses. Andy Kindler has glasses. I don't. I have they're joke, they're joke glasses, mine. Are they? They're not real. No, they're real. They're real. I don't have to uh, embellish. No. <laughs> I'll embellish your ad. I popped into Hakeem Optical once, and they tightened up the old glasses for me free of charge. Whoa. Look at that. Whoa. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Thank God they're paying for this. I, I went there, and Hakeem had, happened to have been there that day. <laughs> 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 he probably was. He's, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. You know what? Stay away from Wetzel's pretzels when, that, when Wetzel's around, because he just will brag about his pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the pretzel guy. And forget about Johnny Rockets. That guy is... I'm sorry. These are all names that mean nothing, right? <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Andy Kindler on the line from L.A. Uh, and yeah. Deanne Smith, we're talking JFL 42. You guys are performing Wednesday, September 28th, I believe. Deanne's uh, going to be on the alternative show, but then I think Deanne... And I, the alter, alternative show, I think, is at Second City? I don't know what we're... Yeah, it's at Second City this year. Very cool. And then you're doing your own show, right, Deanne? Or what are you doing? Yeah, I've got my own solo show in JFL 42. But, you know, my favorite part is dropping by the alternative show, I have to say. It's always so much fun. I get so nervous because the lineup is incredible and he books the best acts. And then we just all kind of go up there and lose our minds a little bit. It doesn't start till midnight. Who's on it this year? Oh, I don't, I mean, uh, you're making me, you're forcing me to draw a blank. Don't worry, we're going to edit it out. Forward will be on there. I sound like Albert Brooks all of a sudden. (laughs) Uh, 
I don't know. This is terrible. The Someone lineups are always spectacular. Don't worry. We're going to find out right now in a minute, and we'll just talk about it. Mm. doesn't matter. Oh, Anthony Jeselnik will be on the show. Oh, cool. He dated Amy Schumer, right? Because that's so relevant to yes, comedy. I don't know if I'm talking out of school, but I think he did date Amy. Oh, yeah. No, that, I think that was pretty open. I think she talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was early on. That was a while ago. Yeah, she she tried there. to date me. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. I forget I'm married. Did you guys watch the Emmys when um, Kimmel made her read that lunchbox note? Did you guys watch the Emmys, first of all? I did not. Okay, I did so watch I'm... the Emmys. No. Okay, and then he made, uh, his mom made peanut butter sandwiches, and uh, he gave them out to everyone. <laughs> he's I love Jimmy Kimmel, by the way. I don't know about you guys, but he's the best. I do love Jimmy Kimmel. That, that was the only bit, though. I felt was had been done with Ellen already. That's did right. Ellen do thing. She did that pizza. Only, yeah, yeah. So it was a derivative of that. There's a lot of eating now on these things. Like even America's <laughs> Got Talent. Point. America's Got Talent. One of the comedians started just bringing bananas on stage, and then Matt Damon on the Emmys ate an apple. And have uh, we established that America does not have talent by now? <laughs> it's, it up. it's storytelling you know they have a lot of like sick people or some like different stories of people performing yeah. i guess overcoming adversity it's good storytelling i guess you know what's amazing though is that show i don't know it's deanne's favorite show the voice she just Ooh, can't love stop talking it. about the voice. and the thing is how is it? it's amazing they're able to judge singing right without actually seeing <laughs> the person it's not a trick that's kind of cool that's cool. And then the judges all yeah. bang each other after, which is kind of cool. We're what friends. happens? Well, Blake and uh, what's her, the beautiful... Um, Gwen Stefani. Oh, the woman from yeah. uh, the lady from... Uh, what's the name of the group? You call no, me doubt, no doubt. Yeah. What did you call them? <laughs> call me Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> what is that group called? No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Called. Like we're not saying no doubt, Andy. We're saying that's the band. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing it, Abbott and Costello. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. So Abbott back to Costello. the. <laughs> so back to the Emmys. Sorry, quickly. I should finish that thought. I'm so bad that way. Um. So Kimmel gives a note. A- Amy Schumer reads it out loud and says, "Hey, Amy, you should win, and your show should come back, Parks and Rec." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. a reference. And then they pass it to Amy Poehler, which is that was cool. cute. I thought that was very cool. That was fun, that was right? Cute in the bad way. I liked it. Yeah, right. I think it was very cool. Anyway, yeah. um. So that was an interesting yeah, some year. Hilarious. A couple of like lines, like there were ad libs that were pretty goddamn amazing. Kimmel, oh, I think, goddamn. Yeah, they were hilarious. I forgot what it was. It was one line that just made me howl. And, of course, there's nothing better than someone not remembering uh, an anecdote. Thank goodness. <laughs> Aren't you guys happy with award shows they're putting com- comedians on more and more? Like someone like Kimmel? Because sometimes they choose actors to oh, do it. yeah. And that's painful. I think as comics, is it more painful to watch that? Well, it's more painful that I've never been uh, going to get an Emmy. They'll never, <laughs> never get an audition for a movie. That's really where the pain is, <laughs> as opposed to who's hosting them. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know Deanne is dying to get involved. In the <laughs> I don't know. Do it. Be, it sounds like it'd be nerve-wracking to host one of those shows. Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Because it's a peer thing, and all the industry's looking at you, and it's... Yeah, I like how much of a go-getter we both are. Oh, that's... That <laughs> and I'm like, I would funny. never. I'd buckle under the pressure. <laughs> really? You don't I know, think you I'd could do joke. No, you wouldn't, Andy. You do the state of the uh, industry. That's tougher, I think, than an award show. Is yeah, it not? I think what many people say, how could I keep doing what I've been doing for so long? It's been 30 years. Mm-hmm. I think at some point, I would take the hint. 30 years. <laughs> do you ever get nervous? Like, is there ever a year where you go, oh, oh I don't know, this, this might be the one which cracks everybody? I'm going to get, get nervous every single year. 
and I go in a cough about an hour before the speech. I have a coughing, like I might throw up a fit in the room because every year it's the same thing. I try to work on it all year, but I end up cramming and I finish the speech around three hours before it. Like every comic ever? Like every comic ever. Maybe that's why I feel such a kinship with you, Andy. I do the same exact thing. See? I forever to prepare, and then I just do it at the last second. Right? Yeah. And then you abandon the stuff you prepared for. I think, doesn't that, that's a comic thing. I don't know. That's what makes, that's true talent, because you could ad-lib and go in the movement, because anything could change. Yeah, it's. I think it's worse the more lead-up time you have. Yeah. It's like if you're yeah, producing something, right? It's like, oh, I've got two months to promote this thing, but then you sit on it, because that's, you know, you want to turn up that pressure cooker. Well, the speech is a trick. Speech is tricky because, like, for the first few years, it's been 20 years since I've been doing the speech, which is so weird. But for the first few years, it was all about, like, uh, you know, in those days, in the 90s, everybody knew what sitcom was coming out. And, and, but now, nobody, everybody watches TV, on, you know, they watch them on their, on their toaster oven or they watch it on their <laughs> wristwatch. So it's, like, so it's hard to figure out what to do. So I never, I used to read from the trades sometimes. I mean, so it's like, mm-hmm. I never know what's going to work or not work. So that part's exciting. Yeah, it's funny because even um, in prepping for something as big as the Academy Awards, Chris Rock, uh, they said changes material at the last minute and stuff. So I think yeah. that just is a testament to you guys, all of us as comics, I think. Me, not on the same level as you guys. I like to do that, but it's actually you guys. And you guys being Andy Kindler on the phone from L.A. and Deanne Smith in the house, both at JFL 42 this week. I'm Santa Cruz. This is Inside Jokes. More after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Yeah. Inside Jokes <laughs> on the radio. I'm Santa oh, Carusi. Yeah. We're talking comedy. That's what we talk about on this show. And on the phone, we have one of the kings of, kind of, if you want, Andy Kindler yeah. from L.A. You want to hear my new catchphrase? You yeah. Ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're listening to radio. And Deanne Smith, and they're both doing the JFL 42 thing this week, and uh, Andy's well-known alternative show that Deanne's performing in, and as well, her, is there her own show. When's yeah. your own show? Well, um, I've had a couple already. Yes. And um, the next one is on the 28th, the same night I'm doing the alternative show. I'll do, wow. I'll do my show first, and then I'll pop over to Andy's show. Which is after midnight. Mm-hmm. That was very like smooth, rat pack. Pardon me? With a Rat Pack. <laughs> Just hanging with the Rat Pack. And it's always no, a great no, lineup. With the Rat Pack. Yes. Like, uh, Deanne would be Frank, and I would be Sammy, and <laughs> Dean would be Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Marilyn, banging everybody? Yes. Uh, Frank's the first one to say yes. <laughs> is that that's the format? Is they just drink scotch on stage and that's have awesome. a cigarette and occasionally Bring it say half a joke? Yeah. Bring yeah. it all back. Who, uh, Andy Kindler, I want to ask you, who shouldn't be doing comedy right now <laughs> besides yes. me? Uh, me you know, I don't understand the whole James Corden uh, thing. But he Is he yes. a stand-up? Maybe he's not doing comedy. Yeah. Is he a stand-up? Do we know this? No. Well, uh, was he was he a panel show guy in the UK before he came over and did this? Is that this? what it was? I, I think, think he's a mu- musical theater. I mean, I think he's a, he actually is a very talented musical theater. Deanne, you know the whole background on... Corden. Oh, absolutely. Pretty, James yeah. Corden was funneled through musical theater schools in the yeah. UK. Oh. No, I'm <laughs> just believing <laughs> no, I like I what you're saying, though. Years As we pull up together. the bio on uh, 
<laughs> well, that's but that's the thing. Late shows now are just uh, celebrity karaoke. Yeah, you know, with he, Fallon. Yeah, he just seems like a likable guy with a lot of energy. Yes. and that's what they're going mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Well, he's, and he also brings out all of. I think what he does is he has his uh, trick. He brings out all the guests he's interviewing for the year at once. What? <laughs> yeah, they, there's a lot of folks on stage with him. Um, he does I, all the guests of the show at once. It's a new yeah. thing. What I understand from James Corden is that um, he, they, he did. It's not like he applied or wanted to be a late night host. It was somebody no. who put him there. Is that right? Well, they said, "Can yeah. you play the triangle?" And he said, "Yeah." And they said, "You got a late show." That's how we're doing it now. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's how it happens for everyone. Yeah. Oh my! Can you I imagine? He might have the real story because I'm so show business savvy. That's right. I think he went into a pitch uh, to Les Moonves, and Les Moonves suggested he do uh, become a host. Wow. So what kind of pitch uh, was he doing? That I don't know. Maybe it was just a general meeting. Deanne, have you had any generals? Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at these meetings. Like last time at JFL 40, or last time at JFL in Montreal, I met with somebody um, and they were like, so, and I just, they just felt skeezy. You know, these kind of manager people sometimes do. And they were like, so what can we do for you? <laughs> and I actually just said, I actually said, this is so self-tabotage-y, but I was like, mm, I don't, I don't really think anything. <laughs> I laugh. Oh, but the the best part about that, Andy, was right after that I ran into your your manager, Bruce, right? Right. And um we just went to shows together and hung out and I'm like, this is this is how it should feel. Just somebody like right. really cool actually, without that kind of slimy vibe. Yeah. That makes yeah, all yeah, the world a... of difference to a talent, right? I think um to get the best out of you, just to kinda of let you be you instead of a business person or whatever, if you may not have that skill or strength guys yeah i think it's uh, uh well i think we i don't know i mean like uh, i've had the same manager for like 20 30 so many years wow but uh, i don't know what these big outfits are like i don't want to go with these big outfits is what i say because they don't want to go with me <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> the insurance like i said there's a certain liability insurance with andy kindler well they have was that william morris is hooked up with endeavor isn't that my they've exciting? merged what's endeavor Endeavor was the one that was, uh, you know, Ari, uh, Ari from the uh, your favorite yes. show, Deanne. Oh, my Jeremy Piven. Show. <laughs> yeah. No, on Rage. Ari Gold, <laughs> Jeremy. Pe- oh, was that based on a real life guy, Ari Gold? Ari Gold is based on Ari. There, are, there are two Emanuels, and both of them are unpleasant. Yeah. One is well, actually, there were three Emanuels. <laughs> one of them is a very, very nice doctor. The other one is Rahm Emanuel, who, who is the only thing I didn't like about uh, President Obama. It was that he was his chief of staff. He is now a horrible mayor of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Ari Emanuel, who yes. is the showbiz guy. From the run still awake? Encyclopedic yeah, no. <laughs> knowledge. No, you this got guy. it bang on. You know, I'm reading it right off Wikipedia right now. It's like you, you nailed it. And it's so, dark this out is here. my in wheelhouse. Canada. This is your wheelhouse. Um, Well, we were very lucky to have Andy Kindler on the line with us. As always, thank you for your time, Andy. I love you very much. Yes. We'll see you soon, right? Yes, for sure. At JFL 42, you could always rely on an excellent show, The Alternative Show, brought to you by Andy Kindler and Friends, who Deanne Smith, our other guest, is performing in. Um, And also Deanne's own show. The Alternative Show is going to be at the Second City. So check that out Wednesday, September 28th. Mm-hmm. And Deanne, your show before that is... I think it's at 9 o'clock on the 28th. Oh, yeah. look at that. You get a double, double. shot of Deanne. Double Guys, shot. just go to oh jfl42.com, get your pass. There you go. 
look at some faces, book some stuff, and then yeah. check in at the shows. You get your credit back. You can That's see right. infinite shows. That's it's, right. Yes. We're very lucky to have it in here in Toronto, JFL 42, some of the best talent in the world. I'm Sandra Carusi, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> what a time for comedy in Toronto. JFL 42, of course, Deanne Smith. You got to check her at the Alt.Comedy Lounge. She'll be hosting there. Um, the earlier show is like Scott Thompson, Sean Cullen, Mark Little, Mark DeBonis, Pete Johansson, Sandra Battellini, Julia Ladquitz. And then 11 o'clock, Deanne's hosting that. So please go check that out on September 26th. Holy cow. JFL 42 on now till October 1st. Check it out. What is going on in the city? We got Yuck Yuck shows. Um, the Second City main stage going on. Always check that out. Brantford Comedy Festival, September 22 to October 1st. The Sirius XM Top Comic Finalists, that's going on. October 2nd, you could come to the earthquake uh, Italian Earthquake Relief with Frank Spadone, Doo-Ops, and me at the Yuck Yucks Vaughn. What, because I'm plugging my own gig? No, Doo-Ops, I always laugh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, let's not forget <clears throat> Cherry Colas on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Let's do that. Oh, yeah, me and Minnie Holmes. Minnie. And uh, October 12th, Scott Belford, K. Trevor Wilson at our Brogue in Port Credit event. It was awesome. Our first inaugural dean. It was so much fun. Fiona O'Brien yeah. is a machine. Ian Sirota, love. I loved Cedric who popped in. Uh, you were great. Uh, <laughs> and I have no idea why I, what I do on stage. But anyway, thanks for everybody. We'll be back on the 12th with uh, K-Trev, K-Trevor yeah. Wilson closing He's having out. a yeah. tough year in comedy, so oh, yeah. well, we're going to help him out. Uh, I'm Santa Cruz. Thanks for listening. Techie Tom, Little Tevin, Dean Young. Thanks to Deanne Smith and Andy Kindler. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, comedy lovers. Don't forget to nominate Inside Jokes for a Canadian Comedy Award. By the way... Sandra Carusi is all, the host of Inside Jokes, also up for Best Stand-Up Comic. Go online, vote for Sandra for your Best Stand-Up Comic, and the best audio show or series in Canada. We know what that is. It's Inside Jokes right here on AM640 Toronto. Go to CanadianComedyAwards.org and vote before September 30th. If you wait, Sandra does an ugly cry. You don't want to <laughs> hear that. Hey, it's Seki Tom, this week's Comedy Rx featuring Deanne Smith. Guys, I was in Melbourne recently. Can we talk about what's going on with their cafes there? They're onto some next level hipster kind of stuff. Like, it's too far. I feel judged when I go into these places, you know? And come on, I have a haircut and glasses. It's not like I'm not a person, you know what I mean? But I walk in and I feel like they're like, ugh, nice glasses. I wear a monocle and a permanent wink, okay? That's what I'm doing. It's like next level hipster kind of stuff. Nothing you do is good enough. You could be in a band and they'd be like, oh, you're in a band. The drummer in our band is an actual wolf. So we taught a wolf how to drum. We call it drum wolf. It's pretty amazing. Nothing you do is good enough. Like, oh, you're still listening to vinyl. I only listen to music whispered directly into my beard. So it's pretty indie. The acoustics are amazing. 
Completely next level hipster kind of stuff. I was in this one cafe, guys. The songs were unshazamable. That's what was going on. I was like, I wonder what this is. Shazam was like, nope, like it's too new. Like the cook just made a song. They're piping it through the speakers somehow. It's all ladles and pots. Very cool. They have philosophical bathroom graffiti in some of these places. Philosophical bathroom graffiti. I was in a stall and I was confronted with this. What will you do when the end comes? I was like, uh, I don't know. Wipe, probably. <laughs> Poop joke, boom! We're doing it, it's happening. Professional comedian up here. Another amazing comedy RX to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern Tevin. Check us out on social media at Inside Joke 640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.